The buttons. Hey, they have been pressed. And we're starting with a copyright strike. <laughs> also, I believe it would be Baby Space Shark. Baby Space Shark. Baby Space Shark. Got to think of some variation that has the right number of syllables. Young Space Shark. Oh, no matter. Um... Oh, look over there. There's some rails that we're already off of. Uh, <laughs> hello, and welcome. It don't take long. <laughs> it never does. Uh, I would say that's for our group, but I have been in more than one group. It that That's kind of standard. Uh, hello, and welcome to Critical Knowledge. This is a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons campaign setting. I am Crash. I will be your DM for the evening. Tonight I am joined by a bunch of awesome people, including Craig. Always listening, always watching, <laughs> never creepy. But also, we have our players tonight. We have April, Matt, Millie, and Cindy. And um, it's been a little while. What happened? Okay, 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 okay. So we're like in the underground and we're like going through and I'm like being cool with my bows and arrows. Choo, 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 and I'm collecting things and it's really cool. And like I talked. Anyway, so we go through this room. We're avoiding uh, Thomas the Tank Engine. Choo. We are not looking at green circles. They don't exist. They aren't important. Who cares? And we get... (laughs) (laughs) And eventually we get to this room um, that has a huge pile of shiny stuff. And I go through it and I'm like, shiny. And I find this... uh, Actually, wait. Before I do that, I press all these buttons. And the door opens. And confetti goes over it and glitter. Anyway, then I go through and I'm like, shiny things. And I find this CD, an AOL online CD... Uh, test trial CD and I look at it and it connects to my brain and goes ah! and then suddenly I can speak languages or he- read them at least anyway um, so then I read this thing that's like oh no this is how they're creating the evil things and I'm like oh my gosh but like I'm gonna be entirely honest I'm really not the best at reading but I know this so I grab the paper because I'm smart <laughs> and I know who I am and my inabilities and anyways I grab it and then and then there's Kenku there and I say hi and I wake one up and and the other one gets woken up too with Mage Hand um, and I befriend them and I tell them we're friends and then they take a moment to believe me but then they're like oh my gosh yay and so we're gonna take them back to Nightlight but first we gotta cure them a bit we cured one of them with this spell and we cured one of them with my potion that's supposed to cure death but not really but I think it should cure death even though the DM disagrees with me and then um, the other one, we're like, oh gosh, and we do a quick spell on it when it starts to get all funky, and then we're like, no, and then and then now we're gonna take it back to to nightlight, and we're gonna and we're gonna fix it. We're gonna hope that nightlight or bright light can fix it. Nightlight. I I, I continue. <laughs> <laughs> Inspiration, by the way, for Xanthus. Um, I continue to be thrilled that this retelling is technically true (laughs) when filtered through the ADD seven-foot-tall cat that is Hero the Tabaxi. I only take notes or remember things that I know that I actually would, so that's all that I actually remember. 
So your your notes for the entire campaign are what a paragraph and a half? Maybe bullet points. <laughs> That's about what I have too. It just I have a few important notes of like I have Umeli of the Night Hand, Nine Hands, Bindle Brightlight. Who's and, the Nine Hands? Well, that was something one of the goblins talked about, and uh, I thought the Kenku mentioned the name too. The, the Kenku also mentioned the name. Yes. Oh, okay, they oh did. the goblins! They're the ones who gave me the food, and then I got my head stuck in the pot, but then I got it out. So at, when we when we departed, the goblins were going to at least have a scout or have a, a guide to lead us past all the pit traps that we found the hard way. Yes. Because um, <laughs> we don't want to find them again the hard way. I'm good at those. It's not so much I'm the not. hard way. You actually find them very easily, which is amazing considering your low easily. perception. <laughs> I don't want to find them that easily again. Spoil sport. Well, in any case, you have a fairly uneventful trip back. You make it double timing because um, for for the three Kenku, whose names are Waves on Sand, Horseshoes on Cobblestones, and Foghorn, only not those words, uh-huh. those sounds are right. their names. Um, so the one whose name is Waves on Sand, they were cured outright. The effect that was used on them made the various things that have been attached to them just fall right off. The other two, the cures, and I'm using air quotes here. Uh, is that like the band? Who? Monday I can break my heart. Tuesday doesn't even start because Friday I'm in love. Like them? The- you, you, you missed it. I said who, which was another band. Uh, never mind. Never mind. We're doing it live. Um, they were on first in that particular concert. Or who was on then second? Then after that. No, no. Who was on first? But what after, was on second? After the, the band Correct. was second. <laughs> who was on first? After them was the band. Oh. They might be giants were on third. Moving forward. They might be giants. They might be. Oh. Anyway. Anyway. Um, the other two, you didn't so much cure them as you delayed the onset of them turning into Cypher Whites. So you wisely decided, let's hurry back to see if we can deal with this. Are we going to unleash zombies in the middle of town central? What? Are we going to unleash zombies in the middle of the town center? Only if you want to. I don't yeah, want I have to. no desire to. Yeah, I was hoping <laughs> that that was like a strong no. <laughs> I mean, the double timing idea is to get them to bright light so that perhaps they may read the manual that you have or the paper and hopefully figure out another way to. I'm really looking forward to bound into Nightlight's uh, science lair and be like, hi, Nightlight. I got you some experiments. Here you go. Here's instructions. Bye. And then run off. (laughs) (laughs) We're hoping that this that Bindle may be able to affect a cure that may be. By the I way, my know. magic potion did something. Bye. Yeah. Well, and I can I can give Bindle a little more information because I know what I I know what I did to both of them. The one that got cured and the one that the one that I laid on hands on with disease or cure disease. So hopefully that will help provide them some useful information. So I am perfectly fine with muting myself for the rest of the evening if you want to continue having back and forth like this. I'm cool with this. I'm just saying, I'm throwing this out there. That is an option available. I don't have to actually do anything if you don't want me to. Um, and there's no sarcasm there. I know I'm very often sarcastic, but in this case, no, I'm not. This is glorious. The DM is steepling his fingers and taking notes. Not at the same time, because taking notes with steepled fingers is actually very hard to do. Um, 
so story for you. <laughs> with this said, the reason why I didn't flat out say no, you're not going through these zombies is because I have been a DM long enough to know to not deal in absolutes like a Sith. If I say no, this is not going to happen. Even if I say it privately, even it if I say happen. it when no one is listening, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. The, the, the party will move heaven and earth, in some cases literally, and in one case a moon, to make that thing happen. The moon was a recent thing. Um, so as you burst your way through the front doors to the Ogmanite Enclave, uh, there is a rather nondescript human that is behind the front desk. They have what appears to be um, a woodworking magazine draped over their face as they're reclined back in the chair that's not designed to be reclined back in with their feet on the desk. And there is a slight snoring sound coming from underneath the woodworking magazine. Here to talk to, 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 to Nightlight. There is no reaction. I pat them on the head. Okay, I'm going to make a dexterity check. <laughs> I am, by the way, on the desk. Leaning over of course the you are. Okay, <laughs> wow, I rolled an 18. I was expecting them to fall off the chair. They managed to not. <laughs> they are, however... They are, however, very startled to have a seven-foot-tall tabaxi standing on the desk in front of them, looking them directly in the eyes. I crouch, just like, hey... That, um, that's that's fitting my mental image of what's taking place, yes. Hi, hi, hi. I'm Hero, and we're here to see Nightlight. We have we have science to talk about. I found science, and they told us to look for science, and I found it. He blinks once. We're looking for Bindle Brightlight, as I say, kind of <laughs> around the tabaxi. <laughs> Oh. I realize that my face is probably not much better, but... <laughs> he, he looks back at the tabaxi who's in his face and says, Your name wouldn't be Kevin, would it? Hero. Okay. Kevin? Good. Because I didn't <laughs> think Kevin? so. Is that like a page person I heard about? I'm Hero. I don't think I'm going to spend a lot of time telling you about Paige. Okay. But they all say. Okay, but you're here to see Miss Brightlight. Yeah, yeah Nightlight. This person looks over at Xanthus. <laughs> and then he looks over at, and notices that there's not just the two of you. Because what he thought was some type of houseplant that was brought in with some <laughs> ornaments on it. It was actually... The, the, the topmost portions of Nyx, the gnome who still has some growth coming out of the top of her head. I, I, I wave when he looks at me. We found them. That's our science. That's Hi. part of the science. I also Hi. found documents explaining the science that happened to them. I can read it because I ate AOL online. AOL on... Don't think too hard about it, my friend. Don't. How really do you don't. know about AOL? I ate the CD. I found it. How do you know about CDs? It attached itself to his forehead. Yeah, and I have knowledge. This is one of those moments. Yeah. This is one of those moments where every time you answer one of my questions, I have more questions than I had before you showed up. See, that? I need to talk to Nightlight because we found science. 
So do we. Any questions? My name is Hero. I am 16. It's a pleasure to meet you, Hero. Thank you. And you are... I am Nick Craig Castle. I'm Nick. And we're going to assume that Jaren is here, even though Eric could not be here this evening. So Jaren introduces himself and the wonderful voice that Eric uses. I'm going to assume adoption. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Assume assume correctly. He found me. Okay. And the Kenku that look like they're cosplaying? And That's the, rah, rah, and clip clop. They are part of the science, as Millie or Hero described. Uh, we found them in a um, how shall we say underground? The, the, the scientist is doing experiments on them to turn them into cipher monsters, and so we stopped the process and also discovered the way that the process happens, and we're hoping to engineer a way to have, uh, to undo it. We know certain magic can remove it, and. Other magics can halt it, but we don't know if there's any other way to reverse it. I'm, by the way, now playing with my tail after my intelligent information. After your incredibly (laughs) intelligent information that you say all at once, (laughs) the person behind the counter reaches under the desk, opens a drawer, and hands you a cookie. Thank you! What is it? Wait, wait, I gotta ask. I gotta ask first. Father, can I eat this cookie? I believe it is safe. You may eat okay. It has raisins. Yeah. <laughs> but I learned. See, I learned. I asked first. <laughs> <laughs> so so you eat hero. the oatmeal raisin cookie? Oh, I do. It tastes better than the, uh, than the uh, river milk. Or the AOL CD. <laughs> the AOL CD was not eaten. No, it, it was... She thought about it. He thought about it. I did. I did. I did. <laughs> Valid. Okay. Still dreaming about that pill. The one that gave you four arms. Yeah, the one. No, the one that Agrippa took from me. Oh, that one. The one that will make you sweat out a beneficial chemical of some kind. Exactly. I'm still dreaming about that. <laughs> I. I'm sorry. I'm just taking a moment to to. Imagine the results if you had actually consumed that pill immediately. I would have licked my fur and then been, like, amazing. Considering some of the chemicals that you would have sweated out, yes. Yes, it would have been amazing. (laughs) For me. It would have been amazing for me. And for me. Because Mm. I recognize as pages, I mean, not pages, heroes, uh, likelihood to make a mistake. But yes. Sorry, continuing. <laughs> okay, well, I'm looking at the time. My shift is almost over. Uh, if you can wait five minutes or so, uh, I'll take you over to see Miss Brightlight. That works for me. Okay. How, okay. To entertain, how do I entertain Hero for five minutes? I play with the tail. Hero, give me a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Going to my page. No, no, you're playing Hero tonight. I know, but but I got a 16. Okay, Uh, so you can RP it otherwise, but you successfully are aware of the fact that maybe you should not cause any mischief for five minutes. I sit down, and I do play with Father's Tale. I will will entertain them enough to do so. Every now and then the tail twitches to be just out of reach. (laughs) Okay, five minutes later... 
uh, a gnome comes in and takes the seat, and the, per- the human behind the counter uh, gets up and says, right this way. And as you are walking over to what appears to be a set of double doors, uh, the gnome that is now behind the front desk is opening up a drawer and getting his own oatmeal raisin cookie. <laughs> Cookies. Okay. Anyway, I got my, I got my cookie. I got my cookie. A- anyway, the double doors open, and there is a very small room with no other exit. Okay. I go into the small room. As, as, as does far as I. Santa's follows and tries to encourage the Kenku to come along. Let's go, friends! We're gonna get you taken care of. And I try to march seriously. <clears throat> okay, the, the Kenku follow you. They've been following you for a while now, so they just follow in. Um, okay, a bit of a tight squeeze. Alright, I just need to press the button over here. And Can I press it with my tail? Just, just that one. Just that one. Beep! Okay. Um, you all feel the sudden sensation that you should probably be several inches shorter. Good thing I made it actually a liquid. <laughs> and then you all feel like you need to be on the opposite side of the room that you were on. Whichever side you're on, you feel like you should be on the opposite side of it. And you feel like there is a gravitational force pushing you in that direction or pulling you in that direction. And this goes on for a few... <laughs> oh my gosh, that's Jif. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's Jif. No. Just For no. At home, it is a cat on a Roomba just riding it and it goes underneath the dresser and the cat liquefies to go underneath it by getting smushed. <laughs> this, this is... I do not condone squishing that cat. Hero, however, is squished. Just like that. Just like because I did say on social media it would happen. So there you go. It's happened. And then there is a ding sound and the doors open and it is a different hallway all right everyone out i'd go first but i can't i flop my way out that's my tail i'm out <laughs> in in my head cannon the doors open and a seven foot tall tabaxi just pours out <laughs> pretty much yeah and, and then rises up like the t2000 that's uh pretty much what i was imagining oh that's a nice gif <laughs> Yeah, that works. That works. (laughs) Okay, so you all struggle to get out of the elevator, and the human, who has not yet introduced himself, says, okay, uh, it's right down here, third door on the left, and uh, do you mind if I go in first? By all means. I want to see bright light, night light, night light, bright light, bright light. Yes. I'm I'm just going to let Miss Bright Light know that you're here to see her, and... I do Perception check. You made well. Do a perception check for what? I think they're lying. That would be an insight check. Well, then that one. <laughs> I got a twenty-one. You get the sense that he is telling the truth. He does want to go in first, and you are at the right place. But perhaps he just wants to let Bright Light know and far enough in advance. No, that's. I was worried that somehow this was like the evil guy who's making the ciphers who all of a sudden was actually going to be behind the door and be like, I took over the city council. So I just wanted to make sure. Well, you're right. When he opens that door, you're going to see Paige on the other side of it. Oh, that's perfect. I think that's a better deal than like if it was this nine hand man. Yeah, she's working along with Mo. Actually, I don't think that would ever happen. 
I really don't see Mo and Paige working together at any point. No. But never mind about Mo. that. <laughs> Paige hates Mo. But but he looks like a demon dad, apparently. Paige knows, and that's part of the reason Paige hates Mo. <laughs> I, I love that this is referencing a conversation that has happened elsewhere, so no one who listens to this is going to have it, and several people who are listening to it have no idea what's, what we're talking about. Paige has zero trust of Mo because she knows that all those smooth talkers only swindle. Oh no, Mo is always up front with his offers. You look at exactly what you bargained for. No trust. That's that's valid. That's valid. No give orb. No trust. Paige wants knowledge. Anyway. Anyway, the person opens the door, walks through, closes it behind them, and you wouldn't expect a sigh to be so loud that you hear it through a closed door. (laughs) But you hear one. You've never seen a door rattle from a sigh before. But you may have seen that. And there's a moment of silence. And the door opens up and the human's there. And he says, yeah, you can come in. We found you, science. Also, I found you documents. I found you documents in this weird language that only I can read that explain how they make the ciphers and how they make the cipher whites. And we also found you some cipher whites that one we healed and the two we put on stasis from the cipher white thing. And and so that way you can figure out how it works and figure out a solution to fix them. Anyways, so I'm going to lay on the ground now. Bye. If you'd like that in a slower speed. No, no. That was fast enough to be almost gnomish. I got it. I, I am playing with a reflection of light on a wall. Bindle well, goes over to you. a light switch that's on the wall and flicks it, and then a red dot appears on the floor. And it starts I, to move. I'm chasing and going, oh, by the way, these are our friends. They're Kenku, and, and we helped them, and, 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 and Father fixed one. Bye! And I'm chasing it. Okay. It's just moving in random patterns on the floor in about a, a 12-foot diameter. Good. Okay, so a, la- a language only you can read, really. Okay, so let me take a look at this. I got it from AOL online CDs. Mm-hmm. They absorb yeah. my brain. Sure, it's probably Aarakocra or Nagpa or something. Or a- No, no, it's not. Do you hmm. need me to read it to you? Because I read it earlier, but I don't remember much because I'm bad at that. But I can no, read it okay. again. I've, I've got a thing that can translate any language. So let's just going to put this in here and... Uh, it it is saying those aren't letters. Hmm. Do you need me to read it? No, I'm sure I just need to fiddle with the dials here a little bit. Uh, so it's um, hmm, uh, maybe if I because I read it I... and then I was like, wow, Nightlight needs to read this, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I can be helpful, and then that's when I was like, we should go back and talk to Nightlight so we can bring a solution to stop the ciphers, and that's that's when we headed back. While you're talking, Bindle has pulled some type of cartridge out of the device that she put the document in, has blown into it and put it back in and wiggled it a little bit. <laughs> and, four of and, cartridges. By the way, you're really not supposed to do that because the moisture from your breath actually helps to corrode them faster. So doing that makes it work less often. But never mind about that. That would explain why my Mario intended that. Yeah, that would explain why Mario sixty-four uh, no longer plays music and only has sound effects and lights. Unplugging and plugging it back in could readjust things, and that could fix it. So you would get immediate results because you unplugged it and plugged it back in. But the blowing on it would cause longer-term damage from corrosion. Uh, with that said, Bindle eventually kicks the machine because it's not working, rips the document out. 
and then sort of like moves it over and forcefully hands it to Hero. Fine. Read it. I read it to her while we're all laying on the ground. Okay. And we've already gone over that information in a previous session. It was basically uh, a log of when things started to do certain things, depending on... Uh, it was showing the timeline for creating Cypher Whites, whether they were just, you know, dead bodies that were left out to be turned into Cypher Whites, or if they were individuals who were captured and had things installed in them. And Bindle goes a bit pale as you're I reading also, it. I also stop whenever something similar, and I'm like, oh yeah, and that Kenku did that, and we stopped it with this, and then that Kenku did that, and we stopped it with this, but it's cool because then we cured this one with this. And that's why we wanted to talk to you. Also, she can see with her eye closed. <laughs> that's um, that's an that's an interesting hairstyle you've got. Thanks. Do you um, do you want that taken care of? Um, no, I'm all right right now. Okay, I I feel like I feel like with that you wouldn't be able to wear a hat. I don't like hats anyway. Okay, that's valid. All right, but uh. You three. Well, you two. Uh, what do you say we get those things out of you? And they uh, nod vigorously hope. at that. Okay. Well, uh, not everyone who works here is an artificer. We have quite a few clerics. Some of them are higher, uh, ha- have more skills than others. So we can probably take care of that. You you said the, the bead that you used cast what spell? Uh, player is forgetting. I believe it was Greater Restoration, if memory serves. Greater Restoration, yes, that was correct. Okay, yeah, we can manage that. Uh, We have enough incidents here where Greater Restoration is one of the things that they prepare every day. And and I mean, like, literally, every day it needs to be used on someone or something, or something (laughs) that used to be someone. Well, that's lucky for our Kenku friends, but sad for the state of affairs of the the nation here. (laughs) Well, I mean... Science needs to move forward, and sometimes, if, if you want to make an omelet, there needs to be a few eggs that get transmogrified into a cybernetic Tyrannosaurus rex. It happens. Okay. It happens. Yeah. So, um, Kevin, could, could you take them to the recovery suite? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm on it. Come on, you three. Let's go. And the human, who apparently is named Kevin, leads the three Kenku out. Okay. Uh, you brought a lot of information in. Did we help? Um, you asked us and we tried. Did we help? I'm actually going to need a little while to process this, to be honest. Um, There's uh, also I'm a train a... underground. A what now? A train. It goes and it makes the walls really rumble and weird. And then it goes through and it like destroys everything. And it's like really loud. Okay. And it goes did super you... fast. Did you run into an older human woman? Did we? No. No. Okay. Okay. But we ran into a bunch of goblins who told us to stare at an orb, but then they gave me food and I got my head stuck in a pot. And they all The goblins weird... had this thing, too. Yeah, they all had a weird shooting thing on their head, too, and they could all talk to each other telepathically. I think they gave it to me. They I woke gave up... it to you. I woke there up also... there and this was here. There was also this so... really shiny wall that I couldn't open up, even though I tried. So, um, ciphers are... They seem to be mostly random. You said the goblins had that too. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah. one and or two of them. They all of them. All of them. What? The hills so, were ciphers. I took a bite of the, of the ground, and it tasted like a cipher. That is true. I did it's, do that. 
<laughs> I strongly recommend that you do not eat any more ciphers. Okay, but one of them gave me four arms. You've got four arms. They're, they're, that, that's the lower part of your arm. That's a forearm, yeah. No, no. Like, I had second pair of arms, and then they disappeared. And then Dad, I think Father's still on a caffeine patch from three days ago. He hasn't slept once. And then and then I ate that CD, and it made me read things. And then and then also there is a pill that 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 uh, 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 took away. I forgot the name. Um, <laughs> Agrippa took away. And then, um, yeah. I tried so hard to keep them away from her. <laughs> and you got so far. By which I mean him. And in the end, it didn't even matter. But yeah, there's lots of ciphers. I tried not to take a lot of them, but some of them, like the CD, just attached itself to my forehead. Also, the water down there is milky colored. I don't think it that wasn't was water. actually water. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that wasn't water. But it tasted funny. I think I need a drink. <laughs> Who wants to go to the cafeteria? Okay. Can I get another cookie? Ah, uh, yeah, they've got them there. <gasps> cookie. Okay, so. Uh, Bindle turns off the machine that is broadcasting the little red dot on the floor, and I can't believe she had one. Of those. Actually, I can't. I did it. It's my fault. Um, you made it. I made it. It's my fault. I can't believe it's my fault. I can't believe I did this. I can't, I can't believe it's my fault. Said every white guy ever. I can't ever. believe it's not butter. Um. Well, yeah, that's because it's lard. That's how they make the cookies very delicious. Anyway. Um, Bindle leads you down to the cafeteria, which is, um, a very large room. There is a buffet-style area where you can pick up various things on one side, and there's a bunch of long tables all over the place. Uh, there is an espresso machine available for those who care. Mm. There is... I espresso. There is a, a counter that has a variety of individually wrapped cookies. Yes! Um... And Bindle, and despite what people usually think when they hear someone say, I need a drink, does not go for alcohol, which they do have a wet bar available, instead gets a, a custom coffee drink that appears to be at least 90% whipped cream. I want it. With chocolate sprinkles on top. Okay. So this is a lot to process. You did not see an older woman at all. She would have had, like, a bunch of, like, mage hands around her permanently. Nothing no, like that? No, we turned around as soon as we found the Kenku and these documents because we thought that we should give it to you and get some more information and maybe get some help before we go deeper in in case we find more people who are like this. Okay. I would have noticed someone with permanent mage. Okay. Is that, that the nine-hand person? Umeli of the Nine Hands. Yeah, she was a bit of a legend here for a while. Uh, very, very talented Ogmanite. Uh, she wasn't really an artificer, but her research into uh, magical spells was incredible. Um, she uh, went a little off the deep end a while back and kind of just disappeared. It was a little bit after the cipher started appearing. Perhaps. So, I, it says she did it. Yeah. Isn't that what those instructions said? Weren't they in Ameli mentioned by name? 
Yeah, it says the maid nine hands did it, and the Kenku said that that's what, who did it to them. And they were like, oh, no, let's stop the nine hands. And I was like, okay, but we're going to get you healed first. And that's Okay, when you stopped reading before you got to that part. But, oh, oh yeah. Dear. I should, uh, Hero, you should know. Yeah. When she says off the deep end, there is not a literal swimming pool. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was wondering. I mean, she had a major realignment in her own personal moral code about what was and was not allowable when it came to scientific research. She decided hurting people was okay. Okay, I was wondering what she meant. Okay, so, yeah, that's a problem. The train thing, I I don't know if that's good or bad. It's a thing. We'll, we'll just file that on, under column C for errata. Uh, errata cat? That's a Pokemon. I'll take your word for it. Now, this thing on on your forehead, mm-hmm. were you conscious when it was put there? Did it grow? Was it implanted? It's called fur. No. <laughs> Uh, Hero, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to Nyx. Okay, I'm going to eat a cookie. I woke up and it was there. Hmm. I don't know if I should be really worried about it or not. I it mean, gives me yes. true sight. Well, that's that's handy. I wonder if we can yeah. replicate it. Um, what are you going to do to try to replicate it? Ideally, I'd take a small sample and see if I can grow a culture of whatever's making it. Okay. I mean... As long as it doesn't hurt. I mean, I hope it doesn't. I'd, I'd be taking a very small sample, but I this is new. I'm not going to make a claim if I don't have more information. It probably won't hurt you. There is a thud, and most of the whipped cream on Bindle's drink of choice falls off the drink and onto the tabletop. I lick it. <laughs> Bindle looks incredibly <laughs> depressed. That was not my fault. Actually, wait. Before I lick it, I put half of it back on the drink. I don't... It, it was on the... <laughs> oh. Probably got fur now. His hands are clean. It's all right. I'm it's, licking my paws. What do you mean probably... Look, it, the whipped cream's a different color now. That's how much fur is on it. <laughs> I. How much fur do I have left after I got it scorched off by somebody... Anyway. It wasn't your hands that got scorched. Yeah, yeah your hands weren't even close. How think it's on the, my, my cute little paw pads? They're adorable. I can lend you a knife if you'd like to scrape it off. I, it's not the... Oh. Would you There's like another to thud. get you some more whipped cream? Do you want me to get you a new drink? I'll get you a new one. I'm sorry. Yes, actually, I would very much like a new drink. What was it? Uh, she rattles off a bunch of things that your best understanding is that they are, in fact, words. I say, can I get Bright Light's drink again? <laughs> the, the only words in there that you think made any sense were double-double. Yeah, I walk over and say, can I get another of Bright Light's drink? Thank you. Extra uh, whipped cream. So when you say this to the person behind the counter, they don't acknowledge you. They're just looking at the door to the back room. Please. Did you, uh, did you hear that? What was, okay, perception check. What was I supposed to hear? <laughs> well, yes, give me a perception check. That's an excellent idea. I got a 13. Uh, 
you were easily distracted. You don't know what you were supposed to hear. You, um, you were I'm you were sorry. busy I, licking whipped cream off of your paw pads. I, I wasn't listening. I'm sorry. Can, can I have one of Bindle's bright light, bright light, yeah, bright light drinks? Um, I would say okay. So Ellie has rolled a sixteen for perception check. So you know that there have been several thuds that have been felt. One of the thuds was, in fact, what caused the whipped cream to fall off. The thud was not from the whipped cream hitting the tabletop, which some people may have assumed from the sheer volume of whipped cream. (laughs) But no, it was the other way around. The thud caused the whipped cream to fall. And there have been several thuds since then. On some tables, there is silverware rattling. On one table, there's a small gnome with a glass of water that has ripples appearing in the water every time there's a thud. Uh, I begin to believe that something very large is approaching. From the kitchen? I'm right here. <laughs> where else would it appear? There's another thud. I mean, the kitchen's just where we store the foodstuffs. Only big thing back there is a, a cow carcass we were going to be cooking. Uh-oh. Thud. I jump behind the counter and go into the kitchen. Do you have any history of zombie cows? Uh... I'm a little concerned that I have to hesitate to answer based on several mitigating details. Hero, also, when you open... Cows, sorry? Do your cows tend to create earth-shattering thuds when they walk? Our cows tend to not walk because we get them pre-slaughtered. Where? That does seem In the farms just outside of town. The myconids raise possibly, them. Possibly we should investigate this. I'm well, as luck would have it. Yep, Hero already decided to go to the back room. So, Hero, when you go to the back room, it's the kind of double doors that they're made of metal with those little rounded corner windows that you'd see in restaurants. Ooh, yes. So you push those open, and you see what appears to be a cow that has been butchered. Yeah. So it has no skin. It's just the meat. And it's been... Moving around, knocking over boxes and stuff. There is a large mess in this back room from it just, like, running into things. And when you open up the doors, its head immediately swivels towards you. Hi! I'm Hero. Do I speak cow? No. No, you do not speak cow. You You have one additional language that is not one that anyone besides you that you're aware of nose. Oh. And it's not cow. Can I try orc? There is no cow level. <laughs> um, the cow the cow carcass after you introduce yourself yeah. scrapes one hoof against the ground in a manner that leaves a gouge in the floor and like angles its cast, head down. I would like to cast Hail of Thorns. what does hail of thorns do please enlighten our audience the nice the next time i hit a creature with a ranged weapon uh the spell creates a rain of thorns that sprouts from my weapon um and in addition to attack uh the target and the each creature within five feet must make a dexterity saving throw and i like entangle it in thorns. Okay, that's nice, but you're going to have to make a ranged attack for that to happen. Um, and I have dagger wrists. No, you have daggers that come wrist. from magical th- sheaths that are strapped to your wrists. Your wrists are not, in fact, daggers. 
I do want to make this clarification because some might be confused by this. Possibly hero. Um, now, the spell you cast, was it a bonus action? Let me see. Um, yes. Okay, then yes, you can throw a dagger as an action. But I must warn you that this thing is charging towards you and you've already moved, used your movement to get to the door. You think I have feline agility. Uh, yes, I do think you have feline agility. You're absolutely right. And I would like to use it to jump on top of the refrigerator. <laughs> okay. The refrigerator is inside the storage area. Yes, so it's up. <laughs> I see the logic in your plan, and I can see Hero totally doing this. I am going to, as a DM, turn towards that area that includes everyone else in the party. And say, okay, so what you see is Hero opens up the double doors, yells, hi, I'm Hero. And then they go further into the storage area and the doors close behind them. Did we hear the thumps? Um, you're going to yes. watch them get the dagger out, though. Matter of fact, not only did you hear the thumps, if you didn't hear the thumps, um, Arepa pointed them out to you. Oh, okay. Like them to see me get the dagger ready and then jump forward. <laughs> Your back's to us, though. <laughs> Um, and and there was hero. a countertop. It's yeah. hero. Do, do you not we, think it's hero does flourish anytime he does anything? Yes, which means that there have been plenty false alarms. There was one point when you literally attacked an ancient TV. True. <laughs> an ancient broken TV. Okay, so anyways, I'm going to jump on top of the um, thing and jump super, super fast. Um, and then I am going to throw a dagger. By the way, I'm allowing this to resolve, but then we are going to roll for initiative. Uh, I got a 22 to hit. That That's a glancing blow. Okay, now I have a lot of plus things to do. So let's see. So that's that plus that plus... That's that special trait I have. Eight. Is that the right size die? Yeah, okay. So I did 11 points of damage. Okay. Um, but you also had your spell go off, or you including that in the damage. Yes, I was. Wonderful. So I got a 5 plus 5 plus 1, because I also have my Colossus Slayer. So we have two female gnomes in the party, so I have to make sure I'm putting in the right initiative for the right character. <laughs> and it's throwing me off, because when you know it, I can get confused by anything. I'm a good DM that way. Wait. Oh. Uh, Hero, could you roll initiative for me? I did. Ah, I see. <laughs> I had scrolled up looking for it, and then you added it and it was at the bottom oh, no. yeah I was, I'm sorry I, I apologize how how dare you do the right thing I'm sorry anyway that's okay I never expect you to do the right thing again wait okay bye <laughs> <laughs> and you said 11 points of damage right yee okay so this thing charges at you uh, but it charges at where you were where you were was in front of the double doors then you weren't there anymore you were on top of a refrigerator throwing a dagger at it, oh, and thorns were exploding everywhere. Rips through um, the carcass, knocks out huge chunks of meat going in different directions. Uh, those steaks are tenderized, I can tell you. And with a mighty... It goes through the double doors, knocking one of them off its hinges entirely and severely denting the other one. And then suddenly, you're alone in a storeroom. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, in the rest of the cafeteria... Sees a, a cow carcass burst through the double doors where Hero just was. It goes through the countertop that was in front of the double doors and is now in 
the seating area of the cafeteria. There are patrons and employees that are scattering to the nine winds. And we've been playing for about an hour. What do you say we take a short break? Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Okay, good, because I have pressed the buttons. We are back, and so what you have seen is a cow that has been butchered burst through a set of double doors from a back storage room in a cafeteria, go through a counter, skid to a stop, and then rise up on its hind limbs and scream at you. Nix, how would you like to react to this? It is your turn. Mm, um, magic missile. That's a classic. Go ahead and roll your damage. Um, by the way, I will say there is a light dander of cat fur on this because it was in the same room as a tabaxi and therefore is still covered with fur. It's a skill. It's an innate racial ability. Um, nine. I didn't All right. Nine. nine damage. Done. All right. Next up, we have Hero. You are alone in a storeroom. I would like to get down and get back to the door. Okay. Uh, the door does not push open in a cool way like it did on your way in because it has been severely damaged by the cow thing. Um, but you can still um, go through it easily. Yeah, so I do. And it's fine because, um, you know, they're looking at the cow. I, so, like, brew, it's cool. So, anyway, I would then, now that I have slightly more room and I'm not trapped in a closet with a cow, I would like to use my bow and arrow. To be fair, it was a fairly large storage room. There was lots of room to move back there. But never mind. Okay. Feel comfortable with the size of the cow, okay? So anyways, I I roll a 26. You just barely graze it. Okay. And then let's see. I get that plus that plus. I forgot that you picked a subclass that just adds extra damage that. to your attacks. Ooh. Okay. So I did 20 points of damage. Oof. <laughs> I got a 10, a 3, and a 7. It doesn't like that. I hide behind the counter. <laughs> Seven foot tall cat person doesn't usually hide be- well behind a counter made for gnomes. But the attempt is I made. I am part liquid. Only part, though. Xanthus. All right. We have a clearly some sort of enemy that has entered the uh, establishment. Uh, I will move over to said undead cow. Uh, if I have enough move, if I can make it there in a turn, I will then attempt to hit it with one of the many weapons I carry about my person. Okay. Uh, the question is, which weapon? As you uh, approach it, you see that there's something sticking out of its chest. Oh, is it grabbable? Um, it looks like it is firmly implanted into it. Okay, so that would be if, a no. If Tony Stark was an undead cow. <laughs> this is in the right place for that. <laughs> okay, so it would be it it's potentially arrow? removable, but not easily removable, and certainly not, say, in the middle of combat. Uh, all right, then we'll continue with my original plan, and we shall attack it with a weapon. Uh, you know what? We're going to see if we can slice off some undead steak, and we're going to use my longsword. Okay, be a... eight 
is not going to hit. Nope. I will be in front of said cow when it decides to attack again. Hopefully it will think that I am a worthy foe. It might. Um, we get to find out because it's now the cow's turn. Yay. It looks down on you. I mean, literally. That's rude. Well, it's rude and also a literal thing that it does because if you take a cow and get it to stand on its hind legs, it will be taller than most people and tieflings are human sized. So, no, Cindy, you are wrong. There is no cow level. There is no cow level. What sort of blizzard game is this? <laughs> um, <laughs> one of its front limbs cracks. There's several popping noises and cracking noises you hear inside of it and parts at the end of that limb rearranged to be a very simple looking and very disturbing hand. And it reaches over and pulls a cleaver out that was stuck into it, apparently, and takes a swing at you with the cleaver. Okay. That is certainly unusual for a cow. <laughs> well, it's unusual for anything that's been butchered to try to attack. True. Um, in this case, I got a 24 to that hit. Will hit. Okay, you take 17 points of slashing damage. Ouch. I don't like that damage. You're 17 points of slashing damage. But I think what I'm going to do, since I have been harmed, uh, I think I'm going to try to do my... Oh, I used it already. Never mind. You used what? I was going to use my hellish rebuke, but I haven't... Oh, yeah, you haven't had a long rest since last session. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I was thinking, oh, well, we're going to have that two sessions in a row, because the previous game, the one at 5 o'clock, had a hellish rebuke used. But never mind about that. Okay. Uh, Well, it only gets one attack per turn, so we are done with that. And now it is Arepa's turn. Arepa casts Ray of Sickness at the uh, cow carcass. What does Ray of Sickness do? Um, Can that be cured by my potion? (laughs) (laughs) I guess I can answer. Why am I slowly turning into Aaron from Game Grumps where I laugh so hard I cough? Um, So that that has to be inspiration, by the way, because you made me laugh. Um, But I will ask again, what does Ray of Sickness do? A sickening... Oh, I see you typed it. A sickening greenish energy lashes towards the creature within range. Uh, make a ranged spell attack. 2d8 poison damage. And a constitution saving throw. Okay, roll your attack. Uh, 24. It hits. It hits spot on and does nothing. Okay. It appears to be immune to poison damage. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, something has been learned. And we are back up at the start of the initiative with Nyx. Um, I'm going to do Ray of Frost. Wow, that's an eight. Unfortunately, that's not going to hit either. But hey, there's now an area of chilled drinks that wasn't there before. Get your iced coffee. Hero. Yes. It is your turn. Do you need a hero? Anyway, so I would like to stay behind my my counter that I have, because I feel safe behind it. Who just left? Oh, sorry, Cindy. Gotcha. Um, (laughs) I was scared for a moment. Anyway, so, uh... I'm going to stay behind the counter I'm behind, and I'm going to shoot him with a longbow again. I got a 17. A 17. Let me check. That will hit. Okay. So let's see. We got that plus that. That equals 19 points of damage. Okay. Not as good as last time. Xanthus. Okay. We're going to try this again. 
17. Much better. Okay, a 17 will hit. Okay, what I'd like to do, since I connected, I'm going to use one of my paladin-like abilities and smite said creature. Divine smite. I will expend a first-level spell slot, and I'm assuming, I think with a safe safe amount, that this creature is undead. It It's a good guess. It's a reasonably good guess, since it's a carcass of some way that is moving when it should not. So a Divine Smite will do 2d8 extra damage, a radiant damage, and since it is an undead creature, it will do an additional 1d8 damage. So I will just simply roll that beautiful bean footage. I love that that line has entered our lexicon, by the way. <laughs> and I will do an additional 16 points of radiant damage to compare uh, on top of the 9 slashing I do. So a total of 25. Okay, it's bloodied. Yay. Okay. And it is now the cow's turn. It, turn, it turns its back to you. Uh-oh. Okay, well, that's your first thought. Really what it does is it staggers back and sort of turns in the process of staggering. But with your perception Me? checks, I'm going to say that to you, Xanthus, it looks like it just turns its back to you because you don't notice that it's staggering. Um, however, it turns to face hero. I tell it No. And the yeah, thing boy. that's lodged in his chest starts to glow and have arcing lightning appear around it. And it shoots out a beam of lightning at you. Can I use my super quick cat abilities to say no? I mean, yes, but unless that's a verbal component for a spell, it does nothing. So I'm and moving double speed. Can I just be like, nope? Not as, unless you have an ability that says as a reaction you can do something, no. I will say, and I just looked up the rules to make sure that I'm doing this properly, I will say that because you have stated more than once that you're hiding behind the counter, that will count as half cover for you. So you're getting a plus two bonus to your AC while you're behind the counter. Awesome. Okay, so I'm going to roll. That is a 23. (laughs) You cut out there, and from what little I heard, that might be for the best. I got hit. Yes. Um... (laughs) You are going to take 24 lightning damage. I am on the ground. That are was you... more than my max HP. Okay, so this part here where it says to make a dexterity saving throw or be knocked prone. Can I do that? Can I do that just to avoid it? Can I... uh, no, that that's to avoid being knocked prone. It has taken you down. Oh, I am prone. Okay, and that is its turn. Uh, can I... I get shot, can I yell out father? Um, yes, I will allow it. Father! I love that it cut off the last part of each of those words you said, including that lat. <laughs> so it, it was equal opportunity outages. It cut off the same amount of everything. Um, Arepa. Uh, second level chromatic orb for another 24. A 24 will hit. And this is fire damage. Uh, 22 of them, to be specific. Okay, I've put that damage in. And as I have no bonus actions... It's the end of your turn. It's the end of my turn. Okay. Now, I didn't roll for Jaren. So he's still in my encounter tracker. He just put him at the end of it. So I guess by default, the cleric goes last. Can the cleric um, kill me? <laughs> I'm going to say, sure, Jaren is there, and he comes over, and he casts a healing spell on you. I'm not going to play him as well as Eric plays him, because if Eric wants that, he's going to have to be here. Um, 
Ooh, and he's got a lot of spells already used because he hasn't had a long rest either. He's got no second level spells left. <laughs> okay, so he's going to cast Inflict Wounds. No, no, he's not. No, wrong spell. Uh, he is going to cast Cure Wounds on you, and that's going to be 12 points. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank goodness. Of damage. No. And then as a bonus, he's going to cast Healing Word on the Paladin. Dad, you do care. Yes, of course I do. Oh, and that is max healing. So that is eight points healed to Xanthus. Okay. And it looks like Jaren has no spells left. Well, Eric's, they can go Eric's gonna come point. back and Eric's gonna come back and be like, Okay, I'm ready to cast a spell and uh Oh. Oh. Well, he can cast mending. I love that he's playing another dwarf cleric with mending. Oh only people from the first campaign will understand what a joy that is. And where's my tab with the encounter jacket? There it is. Okay, Nix, it's your turn. Um, is Hero between me and the... No. Bull? No, Hero's on the far side of the room from you. I'm in the Ah. near the kitchen door. Matter of fact, you can't even see Hero because Hero's behind a counter right now. Ah, yeah. I'm sure the counter's in my way. Yeah, Um, see? Well, that's only because I'm like three foot tall. To be fair, your true sight is a foot higher than that. Oh, true. I can see through the counter with the true sight. Well, no, you can't see through things with the true sight, but you could see anything mm. that's invisible or on the ethereal plane with true sight. Um, all right, I'm going to do burning hands at the cow. Um, Cook that save. Yep. What's my target number? 14. Okay, it has a four. Would you accept a four? Sure, for standing right there. Okay. Hit with 13. It is flame broiled. Well... More so. It's already been hit with a chromatic orb that did fire damage, but it, it was rare before. Now it's medium rare. Hero, you are prone, and all of your fur is standing on end because you got hit by lightning. I don't like the- is there a cookie nearby? <laughs> Might be frozen. The cookies are at one of the kiosk-style can- counters, not the one you hid behind. Am I near so them? No. You're going to have to leave cover Ugh. to get to them. Fine. And then I stand up and I shoot it again with an arrow. And then I duck back down again because I don't trust it. I don't move. I just go up and down, if that makes sense. It makes sense. Okay. There was just silence for a moment after I said that. And I was like, oh, no, did I do something wrong? Okay. It's because you disconnected. Oh, uh, okay. So does a 16 hit? A 16 just hits. Okay. That's our quota we're going for. I'm going to guess that my concentration spell failed when I died. Well, when you were rendered unconscious, yes. Okay. Um, so that means I only just get my normal two die instead of three. Fine. To die or not to die? That is the question. Okay, so I got eight points of damage this time. Alrighty. Xanthus, it has <laughs> turned its back on you. How do you react to this? I will again use my sword. Your sword? Unless it, it hasn't run away from me. He's got a sword. I have a sword. We all have swords. Uh, no, Hero's got a dagger. Dagger! And I don't think the gnomes have, like, any melee weapons, really. I also got a bow. Okay, that's an 11. That's not going to hit. Okay. I keep trying to cool it off, waving my sword in its back. Okay. Well, you did get its attention, though. It turns okay. back at you and tries to gore you with its horns. Okay. Because why would I have it do the same attack twice? That's silly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's a 16 to hit. That will miss. Okay. It tries to gore you and realizes that you are several feet shorter than it and still standing on its hind legs. So it did not work as intended. Arepa, 
You couldn't hear me, could you? No. no. Uh, another chromatic orb. What uh, color it's a quality is orb. This one, frost. Ooh. Well, you don't want to overcook the steak. Yeah. Uh, 19, will that hit? A 19 will hit. For a, a titanic 9 damage. Oof. It's, it's got a light frosting on it now. Frosting or frosting? Yes. I mean, it was <laughs> very close to the cookies. Okay, and it is Jaren's turn. Um, looking at the zombie cow stats when I'm trying to RP Jaren does not work. Jaren does not have a gore attack. If he did, I'd have com- many more concerns than I already have. But he is going to have to go in with his mace. So he runs up to it and sprays some aerosolized container at it. That's not true. <laughs> Jaren, what are you doing this turn? Moo. Um, I rolled a 12 for Jaren. So he tries to kneecap it, but its kneecap is a bit tougher than he thought it was. And now we are back up to the top with Nyx. All right, I'm going to do Ray of Frost again. 15. A 15 just misses. Hero. Yes? You're up. My turn. No, my name's Hero. Um, anyway. Is there, like, a bakery case I can climb on top of or something? I mean, you would have to leave the cover that you're currently behind, but there is a bakery case, yes. Really cool to climb on top of, okay? It's It's got these multi-tier shelves where each shelf yes! is a bit smaller in diameter than the one that's underneath it. It's like filled with various flavors of muffin. I will also eat the muffin that's on top of it. Um, I will allow you to do that as a bonus action, but the muffins are the extra large ones that you, like, you can get out of Perkins. Uh, I will require a dexterity <laughs> roll. Um, I would allow acrobatics to see if you can climb up on this well, because you are a seven-foot-tall cat person, and there are weight 23. requirements. Okay, so yes, somehow you manage to stand on top of this. You hear creaking sounds and snapping sounds coming from what you're standing on. It's probably not in the same condition as it was before. You're not going to be able to repeat this, but you're there. Uh, that's what's important. I shoot it again with my longbow. Okay. And then as a bonus action, you eat what appears to be a bran muffin. Okay, and I got a 25. The 25 will hit. And let's see, it's that plus that. 12 damage. Okay. There's a lot of parts of this creature where the meat's been either seared off or frozen off or chopped off so that there's just like bones, but it's still cohesive enough that it's still doing things. Xanthus, you're up. Okay, slowly beating it down. Trying the sword again. I am one for three. There's a crit. Woo! There is a crit. That rolls a crit damage. Um, I think we'll use my last spell to smite with this attack so that all the smite damage can be crit. So with the bonuses you have for smite, I'm not going to ask you to roll. Okay. How do you want to do this? Okay. Uh, We will cleft it in twain uh, from its around the middle of the beast if I can. Okay, so you're not cutting it in half vertically, you're cutting it in half horizontally. No, no, vertically, sorry, from top to bottom. But somewhere in the middle of it, if I can get around to it. Otherwise, oh. I'll just... With, with a smite versus a creature that's undead, I'll say you can cut the whole thing in half. You can bisect it. Yeah, Wait. that would work. <laughs> okay. So it's that cool anime thing where this, everything goes black and you just see this bright arc of a white streak go from top to bottom. And then the lights come on again, and the creature's still there in front of you, and it sort of just 
collapses into two equal halves. I want to clap again. Can I roll the clap? Yes, you may roll the clap. Uh, Let's see. That was performance. By the way, the thing that was stuck in its chest, you also cut through that. And it is sparking a lot of lightning. Ooh. Well, that can end badly. Well, you decide if you want to stand there. I don't want to stand anywhere near the lightning. (laughs) I'm in metal armor. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's an excellent conductor. Yes. So let's move away from the lightning. Okay. Um... What was the clapping roll? I got a 19 to clap. 19. Okay. Yes, you do an excellent job clapping. Someone needs to clap for this. I mean, there, there's there's some guy over in the corner going, please clap. But no one's paying attention to him. Please. There went my roll anyway. Took forever. <laughs> um, and after Xanthus steps away, it's just a few seconds later where both halves of whatever thing was in its chest uh, explode. But it's not a huge explosion. You stepped out of range. But... You're very glad you set that range because it, it looked I'm like for the like there are now craters in the two separate halves of chest cavity where that thing was. Um, meanwhile, over in a corner, Bindles just sort of huddled behind a chair, peeking up over it and going, "What is with? I've met you twice, and both times something large and dangerous tries to kill you." Well, specifically the tabaxi, but still. (laughs) throw a muffin. You throw a muffin. (laughs) I throw a muffin at Brindle to get him to calm down. Why are you throwing muffins at me? You gotta pay for those. But you don't throw them. But you wanted one, and I don't want to get down. I wanted a latte. I, I tried to order one, but then the cow showed up instead, so they asked me to help with the cow, so I did. But this is chocolate chip. I okay. Yes, I would actually love a chocolate chip muffin. <laughs> See, I took the brand one because I didn't think you would want that one as much. You ate the. Oh, we usually only recommend those for senior citizens that don't like prunes. Well, it was in the place I was standing, so I t- ate it. I'm. I'm just saying, if a member of your party knows prestidigitation, that's going to be a good thing. Uh, <laughs> so, on that horrid note of words that just came out of my mouth. We're going to end it here for the evening. There's exposition to be given, but it's getting late. And we've been recording for about two hours. So we're not going to do that tonight. Thank you, everyone, for playing. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Tonight, we've been joined by a bunch of awesome people, including Ellie got to join us, which is awesome. We also had April and Matt and Millie. And Cindy was with us for a while, but then left. And let's do some plugs. Uh, So Ellie coded a thing for a game that... um, I made called Cobalt in Space, which is really neat. And it's the address I never remember off the top of my head. It's node.noel.codes, correct? Sure. Oh, typing. <laughs> ah, I was very close. No, node.noel.codes slash cobalt. And it goes with a tabletop game that I made with a bunch of my friends. And it is free to download and play. You can pay if you want. It's pay what you want. So you can download for free, and that's great. And that online resource is really, really neat for helping to set the game up. It makes the characters for you, gives you a scenario. It's really awesome. Also, Matt's brother-in-law writes books. You can get those at com. And Millie streams twitch.tv slash magicalmillie. Sometimes it is really neat games, like... uh a game that's a parody of the average startup, which is really fun to watch. 
And sometimes it's reading fiction. Sometimes <laughs> it is reading fiction of dubious quality. <laughs> and I will leave the... There are plenty of blanks that I will leave to other people to fill in, but this is not that kind of podcast. Um, and we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Gaming. Help us keep the lights on. And you can join other illustrious patrons, including Chris, Ellie, Eric, Janatalok, Mickey, Shanshan, and Walter. And until next time, this is Crash saying, Okay, uh, you brought how many ciphers back with you? You, you, you brought that many back. Here. How are we all still alive? Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye.